Ground to cover. Beautiful. So today's daf is daf chav gimel. And we're mamish up to the very top word on Dav Chav Gimel. We're right smack in the middle of a sugya. The sugya we are discussing, let's remind ourselves from yesterday, we have a machlekes, Betin Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yehuda, and the Chachamim. If somebody, uh, if somebody, here's the machlekes, if somebody has relations with the daughter of your father's wife, who's also the daughter of your father, so, you share fathers, she's your sister. The problem is, there's an additional issue in that, not only do you share fathers, but you're revealing the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter. Because, you, you have what's going on. Basically, your half-brother sister, to keep it simple. You share the same father, but she has a different mother. So she's your father's wife's daughter, She's also your sister. So is it two transgressions or one transgression? If somebody, you know, in the times of, uh, of the Sanhedrin and, uh, you know, uh, is around, you're going to get two sets of Malkus, you're going to get one set of Malkus. Is it only Achai Sarahi? Is it only a one transgression or two? That, that was the conversation that we had. And we said, and the Chachamim. Yehuda says, ultimately, there's only going to be one transgression on this woman. It's not going to be considered two Lavin. And the Chum said, no, it's going to be considered two transgressions. If there would be Malkus, you're going to get two sets of Malkus. And the Gemara towards the bottom of Chav Beis, Ombud Beis, 22b, went back and forth in the various sources between Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, and the Chacham. Okay, now we're up to the top of Daf Chav Gimel Amad Aleph, and the, uh, and the conversation continues. Says the Gemara, top word, Ve'ema. Ve'ema prat lechai ve'lavin. Maybe the pasuk of Bas Eisha Savicha, okay, is coming to exclude Chayve Lavin to let us know that that uh, you're excluded. A sister from a woman who's ushered to you is also is is uh, excluded from the pasuk of the Bas Eisha uh, Bas Eisha Savicha. Amr of Papa, of Papa says, Let me tell you something. When you have a transgression, a marriage, where uh, it's just a chayve lav, the marriage is valid. This is so fascinating. You know, we didn't really dwell on this too much. Except that we mentioned that, you know, there are some marriages that the Rabban Shalom says, I don't want you to do it, but if you do it, it's valid. And there's other marriages, the Rabban Shalom says, there's nothing doing. It's not even a marriage. It doesn't even start. Mm. It's just curious to know, it's, I just found it so fascinating, that the Rabbi Shalom allows a love, he still says, but you know what, Lemaisa, I'm going to allow it to be a marriage. It's very interesting. I'm not sure what the Limud is. You know, other than, you know, we could think in our own times of, you know, maybe with our children, families, colleagues, employees, whatever. You know, it's like, you tell them not to, you tell them not to, you tell them not to, and they do it anyway. So what do you do? Do you ignore the whole thing? Or sometimes you have to learn to, okay, it is what it is. Listen, you're making a mistake. You're being stupid, over it is what it is. That's, my, that's how, uh, you know, my father's a kind of bracha. Whenever, when I was a younger kid, so whenever I would ask him for money for the baseball game, to go to an Orioles game, I would say, Ta, I need money to go to Orioles game. He would say, you need money or you want money? Say, okay, I want money to go to the Orioles game. He says, why do you want to go to the Orioles game? I said, because it's fun. He says, did Hashem put you in the world to, to watch men in leggings pick up sticks and whack a round thing? 
Is that, you know, he was a little, a little too, uh, you know, a little too basic, a little too, you know, uh, down to... So I said, I would say no. She would say, okay, listen, you're a kid. As long as you know you're being stupid, here's $20. <laughs> that, that was it. And he let me do what I want. I could do what I want as long as I know it. <laughs> as long as I know I'm being stupid, right? Sometimes, sometimes, okay, you're going to do that to say it. Now, obviously, you know, th- doesn't connect directly to this because when it comes to Chai Ve'lav and there are a bunch of them sitting there behind the scenes saying, listen, the marriage is valid, but you got you to gotta end it, all right? But... Uh, may, maybe it's similar to that idea. All right, so back on track. Here we go. So Repubba points out that Chayvei Lavin, when you have a forbidden marriage just by a lav, Tafsi Bukedusha Kedushin takes hold. It says, When a man takes two wives, one is beloved, and one is hated. Now, what is, where is this Pasuk mentioned? This is a famous Pasuk, often quoted Pasuk. If somebody has two wives, one he loves, one he hates, this is by um, when... Uh, a man takes a woman from war mm-hmm. as a second wife. Okay? So it says that if the woman who's the snua, who you don't like, is, uh, has the firstborn child, which interestingly, the way the Pusuk's written, the Patera says she will have the firstborn child. She's going to have it, which is a beautiful lesson there as well. Because Baruch takes care of people who... You know, other people despise, takes care of them first. But um, so that child, even if you didn't like your wife, she's your Bukhar. That's it. This child's your Bukhar. First of, you know, first of uh, Ben Aini, like Reuven, first of, yeah. So he's the Bukhar. Okay. Now, so that's the halacha. A man has a wife he, uh, that's beloved, and a, ha- a man has a wife that's hated. Now, we don't know who loves, who hates. We, it's not clear to us yet. Says the Gemara. Is it possible that in front of Hashem, there's a wife who's beloved and a wife who's hated? So the Gemara really is asking this question for clarification of like, where's this coming in? It says something amazing. Yeah, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves everybody. However, the Ahuva means the woman who's in the marriage that Hashem loves. Hashem's happy with that marriage. Sunua. Sanua bin Isuel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves her, but he, he hates her marriage. Meaning it's forbidden. There's a chai ve'lav. She's still considered a wife. Says her papa, I have a clear proof from here. Kisihiyana means that when you have a chai ve'lavin, it's a valid marriage. However, it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unhappy with the marriage, even though it is, it is uh, valid. Beautiful. Okay. The aim of Prat decreases. Says the Gemara, okay, back to our original Pasuk, which we're trying to understand according to Rabbi and that is Bas Eisha Savicha. My Abba, do want to what does Rabbi do with the Pasuk of Bas Eisha Savicha? So the Gemara says, maybe it's coming to exclude Chai Vekrisis, because when you marry a woman, you have Kareis on, the marriage is not valid. The nakedness of your sister, who's your half-sister, either through your father or through your mother, whether she's born... Uh, through a marriage or not, and whether they say to your father to keep her, meaning it's a valid marriage, whether it's a type of daughter who comes out of a marriage where we're going to say to the father, you got to get rid of your wife. Okay? So says the Gemara, 
Bas Eisha Savicha is coming to exclude this case, and it's not coming to. Um, it's not coming. Uh, and yeah, it's coming to exclude the the uh, th- this case, and it's not coming to exclude the curries. Says Gemara: Ema bein shomer leavicha kaim bein shomer leavicha tei haitei v'yamachmana chayischa hi l'rabbis achayis mishivcha ve'vedzchachav. Says the Gemara. One second, maybe you know why it's you, you know why it says my ledas bayus or my ledas chutz. Maybe it's coming to include somebody who's your sister. How so? Because you share the same father. But her mother wasn't Jewish, or her mother was a maidservant. So is she your sister? Now keep in mind, keep in mind something very interesting that comes up very, very often in the Torah. This step wants to say she's not your sister. Again, you share the same father. Your father was Mizana with a non-Jew, a non-Jewish woman. And they had a daughter. This daughter... Is she your sister? Lehalacha, not really, because she's not Jewish, right? Over the Maisa, that's what it means, my ledes chutz. She's born to outside the fold, outside, uh, outside the religion, and it's letting us know that even such a girl is considered in the Pasuk of Achaischa. Even though, even though she got a non-Jewish mother, still including Achaischa. Says Gemara, no, Amar That's why he comes along the pasuk of Basei Shavicha, which teaches me, You know when somebody is your sister, when her mother would have technically been able to marry your father, but since her mother is not Jewish, which excludes a sister who's the daughter uh, shared the same father, but her mother wasn't Jewish or a or a slave uh, or, or or a maidservant. And Memela, Meledes Chutz, is talking about a chi of Kares, and it's not talking about this, uh, this woman who's not Jewish. Says Gemara, my Reisa. How do you know that Meledes Chutz is talking about somebody, um, who, uh, is talking about a situation where the marriage of your father would not have been valid? Because it makes more sense to include a case of Chayvei Krisis, because usually Kedushin um, is Tufsi to everybody else. Okay, now what does it mean Tufsi to everybody else? So a non-Jewish sister, somebody whose sister's not Jewish, because her mother wasn't Jewish. Any Jew that walks over to her to marry her, is it a marriage? No, there's no such thing as a valid marriage for a Jewish male to a non-Jewish female. There's no such thing. You could officiate at that wedding from today till tomorrow. It's not a marriage. It's not included in the pasuk of ki kachishisha. That doesn't apply. Okay, so um, however, when you have somebody who's Jewish, even if she's an arayas to me, in general, a regular yid can walk over and marry her. Okay, so that's why we create this discrepancy. We're being merabachai v'krisis. Because, again, there's an afkamina between a woman who's Jewish and is kosher to anybody else, as opposed to this, this half-sister of mine who's not even Jewish. Says Gemara, one second. We should include a shivra v'ezchavim. Let's say she would convert to Judaism. Is she an Arias anymore? No. If he were to marry his sister from his father, who originally wasn't Jewish, and now she becomes Jewish. She's not your sister, so maybe marriage holds off over there. No, says That's not included in the Pesach, again, because once she's married, she's like a Katan Shanailad, she's like a new person, and she's not even considered a 
it, it, she's not. It, it, it's a whole new ball game, basically. All relationships and all arayas, everything is going to fall off. Period. Okay, so let's let's give a quick wrap up over here. Here's the wrap up. Rabbi Yisib, Rabbi Yehuda, who says you're going to be chayav on two isurim for marrying the daughter, your half sister, the daughter of your father through the father's wife. Okay, so. And Brazil Rabbi says, listen, my Ledes Chutz is coming to teach me a daughter who's usher in Kares Alts Achais Chahi. And Bas Eisha Sovicha, that's coming to exclude a non Jewish woman. Okay, Givaldi. So we cl- what we've just discussed since the top of Chav Gimel Amad Aleph, really since the bottom of Chav Beis Amad Beis, is Shitas Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda. What's his source? What's his background? How does he understand each of the psuk? Says the Gemara now, let's look at the flip side. Virabonon. Okay. According to the Rabbanon, who say that again, if you, uh, that you're going to be chayav on two, not on one. So the Mutesh, I think I said that Rabbi Yehuda, I said he, obligate, no, he, he obligates one. I hope I, I said that correctly just a minute ago. He's going to obligate one Isser. The Rabbanon hold two. So the Rabbanon, what are the Rabbanon going to do? They say that Bas Eisha Savicha is Lemute Shifcha by Vedas Kachavim Minalu. How do they know to be Memaye, to exclude the, your sister from the same father, but who's not Jewish? They say, listen, you know how we exclude it? Listen, when an Ebed goes free, like we explained yesterday, when a servant goes free, his wife and kids remain with the master. It must be they're not Jewish. All right? And since they're not Jewish, so the same thing would apply to any sort of Arias. You have the Arias of a non-Jew, but you don't have the Arias of a sister. Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, what is Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda going to do with the Isha v'yiladeh atiyaladeh now? Chad b'shivcha, v'chad ba'ibadez k'aychavim. You need two different exclusions. One's coming to exclude a shivcha, one's coming to exclude a v'adez k'aychavim. Ah, she's a non-Jewish maidservant. Why do you got to separate her from any other non-Jewish woman? Says, I'll tell you why you trichi. You need both. So the Ashbina shivcha, the Torah would have only said that we're excluding the daughter of a shivcha b'shom de'ein la'chiyiz. I would say that there's no chiyiz at all. What does it mean there's no chiyas? There's no relationship at all. Okay? There's no relationship. Since there's no relationship, so she's not considered your father's daughter. Remember, your father, if she's the daughter of a maidservant, that means your father was an Ebed Ivri who slept with the Shivcha Kananis and had this daughter. Now the Ebed Ivri himself goes free. So that means he's not related to this daughter anymore. Once I know he's not related, oh, Logic would dictate that if your father is not her father, you're not her brother. It's not even considered. The only way you'd be related to her is if you share the same father. But if the Torah tells me that the Evan Ivory is no longer considered, is not considered her father because he goes out free by himself, well, he's not her father. How can you call me her brother? When it comes to to where we do find Chias, what does it mean, Chias? There is relations, not, not, there's relationships, and it, it matters who somebody's father is, who somebody's mother is, oh, so I would say, listen, I would say that uh, she's included in Achishchi, 
There's no obligation on mitzvah on a complete non-Jew. And Mamela makes sense why she's not called your sister. Because you're a Ben Taira and she's a Bas nothing. She has no obligation. When it comes to a maidservant, they have mitzvahs, right? Any, any non-Jewish maidservant owned by a Jewish master is going to be obligated to perform mitzvahs. The Shaykh of a mitzvah Therefore, we need, bottom line is, we need a Pasuk, says Rebbe Yisrael, Yehuda, I need a Pasuk to exclude the sister who's, who's uh, my sister through, because her mother was a maidservant, or a sister who's, and her mother was a complete Eved Kenani, Tzricha. We need both, Gavald. Okay. Verabonan. Back to the Rabbonan. Back to the Rabbon. Verabonan, who say there's two Chiyuvim, we have a makar to teach me to exclude the sister who's a daughter of a shivcha. I've had this kechavim in Allah who had, you know, we're coming to exclude the daughter, a sister who's a daughter of a non-Jewish woman. say, listen, if she's not your sister because of a maidservant, so we said you can't learn out one from the other because each one has its own reason why you might think they're more connected in a way of, uh, in a way of brotherhood. Okay. Now, I'm going to take us on a little bit of a tangent because I feel there's a beautiful... I'm going to pause here for a moment and just share a beautiful idea. Take a, take a moment um, from uh, Rav Pesach Kron. Rav Pesach Kron, I believe, quotes of Shalom Shadron. I think that's where... It gives a fascinating muscle which connects very much to this. You know, we just gave a logic and we said that if my half-sister's mother was a shifcha, She's not my sister. You know why? Because the Shifcha's husband, in quotes, the Eved Ivri, goes free. So if he's not, if the Eved Ivri's, if my father's not her father, how much more so am I not her brother? That was the logic that we gave. Right? Is everybody copying the case here? My father becomes an Eved Ivri, marries a Shifcha, and they have a daughter. Okay? So the Torah says at the end of six years, the Eved Ivri leaves. He's not part of the family anymore. So if, he, if the father's not part of the family, so this girl's not his daughter, I'm his original son, she must not be my sister. If my father's not her father, she must not be my sister. So, a be- okay, so that, that's the Svara we're using in Pesach Kron, I believe from Shalom Shadron. He brings on a beautiful limud on, uh, on um, interpersonal relationships. He gives a beautiful parable. He says his two brothers, I'll make it fast, two brothers, uh, Give them the names Benjamin and David. Okay, David's the older brother. Benjamin's the younger brother. They live in a shtetl, and one day the father comes to comes to uh, who was older? I forgot. Benjamin, David, David's older now. But he was before. David's older. Okay, so he sends David off to Berlin to him to go get a job. David goes off to Berlin, and he has a tough time. Ultimately, he makes it big. As he's making it big, he loses contact from the mishpacha. Okay, a few years later, Benjamin, the younger brother, also he turns 16, the father wants to send him off to Berlin. He says, what, Tata, what do I do, where do I go? He says, don't worry, you have an older brother, David, there, who's going to take care of you. Here's his address. Yeah. So Benjamin goes off, he, he gets the address of his brother's office, he comes upstairs, the secretary, fancy schmancy, you know, he goes, he says, listen, my name is Benjamin, my older brother David works here, I'd like to talk to him. She says, hold on, she goes to the back, she comes out, she says, my boss David says he doesn't have a younger brother. He says, what do you mean? Tell him Binyamin, Binyamin's it, huh? She goes to the back, 
Come back out. He says, no younger brother exists. He never had a younger brother. He says, kid's crestfallen. Goes out to the streets. He's like, Yotzloch. He's never matzliach. Never finds success. A few years later, each brother receives a telegram from the father. He's on his deathbed. He wants to see them before he dies. Okay. So Binyamin makes his way back to the shtetl. He gets there first. Yeah, very forlorn. Very lost. Never really found atzlacha. He's still talking to his father. A couple days later, David comes with his big fancy schmancy carriage. He knocks on the door to the house. There's no answer. Okay, he opens the door a crack. He looks inside. He sees his father laying there and his younger brother Binyamin. And they're schmoozing. So he peeks his head in. He's like, hello? Hello? Totally fifing him on. Ignoring him. No shaykhs. Doesn't exist. He walks a little closer. He's like, you know, Finally, he's right next to his father. He's like, Dad, it's David, I'm here. I'm here to visit you. And his father looks at him, and he looks at Benyamin, and he says, David, if Benyamin's not your brother, how can you call me your father? Beautiful message, Benyam Lechaveri, right? We come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with our tefillahs, and we say, Tata in Himmel, yeah, Avinu Shabashamayim, a father in heaven. The Benyam says, what about, what that that person's not your brother, it's not your sister, don't call me your father. Yeah? There's, there's a, there's, we're, we're a mishpacha. Klai Yisrael's a mishpacha. It's a beautiful limud over here that, uh, that we're touching on. Yeah? This girl's not the daughter of the father. She's not the father. So I'm not your brother. Beautiful. Okay, back on track. Shlickle tangent, but a beautiful limud. Let's get going. Rabbi Yechonam says in the name of Reb Shimon ben Yechai. When your son turns away from me to serve by the Zara, bin Chami Yisrael is kari bin which means... Your son from, your, from a woman who's Jewish is called your son. So if you had relations with a Jewish woman and she has a child, so that kid's your son. But if you had relations with a non-Jewish woman and she has a kid, he's not called your son. Ella He's called her son. Okay. Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Mami, no, you learn from here. Ben Bitcha, the son of your daughter. Who comes from a non-Jew, Kari Bincha is called, Bincha is called your son. Okay? It's called your son. Now, it seems to be the same thing. Says the Gemara, It seems to imply that he says, listen, it's being called your son. So it seems to have Lad Kosher. Look at the case. What did Ravina say? Again, your, your, your daughter's son, who came from a non-Jewish father, is called your son. In other words, your daughter intermarried. Your daughter intermarried, a non-Jewish guy. The kid is still called your son. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara, it must be that Ravina holds that if a non-Jewish man has relations with a Jewish woman, the kid's kosher. Says the Gemara, eh, I wouldn't use that word. The child's not a mamzer because his father, because his mother, his mother is Jewish while he's not Jewish, but Kosher nami lehave. The kid's not also a full-fledged kosher. Yisrael puzzle maker. You know what we call him? You're totally Jewish, but you have a psal hanging over your head. You have a psal. Somebody who's born to a non-Jewish father and a Jewish mother is a total Jew. Total, but there is an element of psal hanging within the yichas. Okay. Says the Gemara, Hi b'shiva umayis Hi b'shiva umayis ksiv. Says the Gemara, one second. This Pasuk is talking about the seven nations 
but you're obligated to wipe out of Canaan. How do you know this applies to every time that when a non-Jewish woman has a child, the kid's not Jewish? The Gemara is asking a question. Maybe when you have a kid, when you have a Jewish man, I'm sorry, yeah, when you have a Jewish man who has relations with a Canaani woman, so then it's not your son. But maybe if a Jewish man had relations with a, I don't know, any other woman who's not from Canaan, anywhere else around the globe, maybe the kid is going to be Jewish. Says the Gemara, no, ki yasir, when you turn away, the rabbis call hamasirim, anybody who turns away, and that's what you do, right? I mean, a yid who intermarries or has relations with a non-Jewish woman is considered turning away. That's when we say, so he's not your kid. This child is not considered Jewish. Who explains reasons for the Pasuk of time of the Kra? But according to the Rabbanon, how do they know that a non Jewish mother from any other nation is included in him not being your kid? Meaning like this. Meaning like this. The Gemara is asking a very. Uh, there's another halacha, but before we explain where this is stemming from. The, we know for sure the son of a Kanani woman who you had relations with is not your son. What are we saying? Ah, oh, you know what? That also means any woman who's not Jewish is not your kid. Says Gemara, one second. If you darshan reasons for the Pasuk, so then it makes sense. It makes sense, you know, to, to say everything's the same. Everything's the same. But if you don't darshan time of the Kra, and you just look at the Pasuk itself, so then keep the verse literal, and it should only exclude Kenan. Okay? Fine. Now, I want to explain the background of where this fascinating Machlaikas is. It's fascinating Machlaikas. Um, Rashi, if we learn this together, if, you don't, if, if, if uh, we could indulge each other together in Rashi over here. Rashi l'Reb Shimon Darish time of the Kra. It's about uh, 15, 20 lines before the bottom, from the bottom of the Amud. You'll see the words in bold. The Rabbi Shimon, the Darsh, time of the Quran. Kudur Shimon, Darshan's time of the Quran. Now, how do you know Rabbi Shimon Darshan's reasonings of a Pasuk? The Parak HaMakabal, Babab Metziah. In Parak HaMakabal, in Mesech, Babab Metziah, there's a very interesting case. Almana Ania. If let's say there's a widow who's very poor, the halacha is, Ein Memashkinin Aisa. You do not take a mashkon on money. You don't take a collateral on money that she borrowed. Avolashira mimashkin. You could take a collateral from a rich widow. Because, it, uh, because you're not going to have to keep coming back to her. And it's not going to lead to a shame ra, to a bad name amongst her neighbors. Now, what is this case? This is very interesting. So listen closely. This is talking about a pasuk which tells us that when you when a widow borrows money, the Torah tells us you're not allowed to take a collateral. Okay. Now the Gemara says that the re- gives a reason. You know why you can't take a collateral for a widow? First of all, because the pressure that you're putting on her. For, but besides for the pressure, if you're gonna, it's hard for her to pay. So the people who she owes the money to the creditor is going to keep going back to her house every morning. I mean, no, you have it? No, later. Comes back in the afternoon. No, you have it? Next day. No, you have it? 
You have the same guy coming to a woman's house over and over. It don't look good. Doesn't look good. Right? What, what are you guys doing? What are you up to? Like, what's happening? She's a widow. You don't, you don't, you don't belong going over to her house by yourself. What's happening? In the meantime, he, he's collecting money. Right? But people aren't going to know that. It doesn't look good. So the, the question is, what happens if there's a wealthy widow? If there's a wealthy widow, so then the svara, all the logic falls off. You know, what are you going to take as a collateral? Something she needs that night, so you're not going to put the pressure on? She doesn't need. She's got more sets of linen. She has more blankets. She doesn't need that. Okay? And you're not going to... So the, the, the logic that falls into place by a poor person doesn't always apply to a rich person. The question is... Do you follow literally what the Pusik says? You, you just say no, it means every widow. So too over here says the Gemara a question. Back to our case. According to the Rabbanon who say that you, that you look at the Pusik itself without looking at the meaning of the Pusik, according to that, says the Gemara Menaluhu, how do they know that outside of the Kanani nations that the child's not going to be Jewish? Answer the Gemara, Manton, the Palagale, Dervesi, Rabbi Yehuda. Who's the Tanaragas, Dervesi, Rabbi Yehuda? It is... Rabbi Shimon says, Gemara, you're right. Okay. That's the bottom line. Rabbi Shimon is Darshan, Darshan, time of the Gra. And Memela, only according to him, is he going to apply to to everybody. Gavaldic. So, according to everybody, bottom line, according to everybody, Sai, Rabbi Shimon is the one who argues over there. But according to the Rabbanon, they're going to say that Kanani. Uh, Midian, uh, any nation across the world is is uh, not going to be considered your sister. Okay, she's not considered part of the mishpucha. Period. End of the Gemara. Brand new Mishnah. We now turn to the top of Chav Gimel Amud Beis. A brand new conversation. This is uh, so, it's going to be so so gishmak. Listen closely. Festa Mishnah. All right. Okay. Ready for this? <laughs> Somebody marries, there's two sisters, call them twins. I marry one of them, but I'm not sure which one. It is. I don't know who I married. No. Try, try, to, try to envision how it's possible. Try to envision how it's possible. We'll see. We'll see. But I'll tell you a classic way is the Gabaran Kedushin tells us you can marry somebody al Yidei Shliach. You can marry somebody through a messenger. Okay? So be it as it may, you know you're married to one of these sisters, but, you know, um, your messenger dropped dead. And the Ein Yidei Ha'ezimem Kiddush. I don't know who I'm married to. Okay. Says the, says the Mishnah, nice and get lezuv and get lezuv. You got to give each one a divorce. Mace, let's say he now dies before he has a chance to give them a divorce. So now there's Yibam in place. Who? But we don't know who to do Yibam on. And he's got a brother. This guy who's not sure which sister he married has a brother. The brother's got to do Chalitz on both. Very logical, right? Because you don't know which one's your Yivama. Do Chalitz on both. If let's say there's two brothers and you're not sure who you marry, so then there's no problem. You know why? One, could do chalitza, one should do chalitza and then the other one's allowed to do yibam. 
Okay, because again, look what's going to happen. If this girl is the one who um, your brother married, so then you're doing Yibum, and the Khalid, so the other one, didn't do anything. And if she's not the one your brother married, so she was never your brother's wife. So there's no problem. Okay. Kormu Let's say both brothers married the wives, which they weren't supposed to do, because one of them might be a Yavama, and the other one's not. So then, Ein Maitziyam means you don't pull them away from the hands. You don't force them to give a get. Initially, that's what we want, right? Initially, that's what we want. We want their chalitza to be done. But, you know, we're not going to um, remove it. We'll get into this in Mirza Shem, in the Gemara. Fine. Kadmu v'kansu means if the two brothers got up, the kansu, and they entered into marriage with these two women. So they were supposed to, one was supposed to do Yibum, one was supposed to do Chalitza. But let's say they both went ahead and just had Bia with each one, the shame, the shame Kedushin. So we say, if you're both married, we're not going to force one of you to get rid of them. You could both keep your wives, even though you weren't supposed to do it. Okay. If you have two men who marry two sisters... So now instead of one guy is not sure which he married, there's two men. They're not related. Each one sends, uh, you know, these two guys get together. They hear about these two sisters. And they send the shliach. One says, you marry me to one sister. The one says, you marry me to the other one. The shliach goes, marries them off. Each sister forgets who she's married to. And the shliach kicks the bucket. There's nobody to find out. I don't know who I'm married to. He doesn't know who he's married to. Right? So my brother's wife. Can't marry your brother's wife now. Because maybe the woman I'm about to take is really married to my brother. Okay? So listen to this. So what do you do? You tell each one, give two divorces. Ruvain, you give two, a divorce to Rachel and to Leah. And Shimon, you give a divorce to Rachel and to Leah. Mesu, let's say they die without children. Ooh. Listen to this, amazing. And each one has a brother for Yibam. So one brother does Chalitza on both, in case she's my brother's Yavama. The other one does Chalitza on the other. Let's say one man has two brothers, and one man has one brother. The one brother, so he's got to take the place of his brother, who was supposed to give a get. So he's going to give a Chalitza to both sisters. The same way his original brother who died was supposed to give a get to the two, he's going to now do chalitz on the two. Um, and the two remaining brothers of the other man, as soon as one does chalitza, the other one's allowed to do yibam. Okay, again, because same logic. As soon as one does chalitza, the other brother is certainly allowed to the sister. You know Why? Because either she's my Yavama, or she was never married to my brother. Gavaldik. So, Kansu. If let's say each brother gets up and marries them, like we had in the first case. Also, we do not take them out from under their hands. We allow the marriage to remain. Okay. So, one of them does Chalitza. The, uh, the other one does, uh, you know... And then each one um, um, t- takes one of the wives and marries them. Givaldic. 
So we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, force the divorce. Okay. Same as the ratio. Next case. These two brothers who sent marriage certificates to these two, I'm sorry, these two men, not brothers, these two men who sent, uh, just as an example, it could be any way that you don't know how you're married to her, but they sent uh, a shliach to these two sisters, and now each one, each one dies, and each they have two brothers. So, so then take one brother of each of them who should do chalitza. And then the brother of one of them uh, can do yibum on the one the other one did chalitza to. And the brother of the other one also can do chalitza on the one, uh, can do yibum, can marry the one who the other one did chalitza to. Okay? Again, very simple. Because it sounds confusing, but it's really not. Again, just look at this woman and say, what are the possible issues that can creep up for him? Okay? If she's not Zakuk to me, okay, so she was Zakuk to the next guy and Chalitza was already done. So now she is. Now I could just take her and marry her. And if she's, if she is, so then uh, there's no problem. Gavaldik. Some, some, it was some other guy, right, who they're not brothers again, so they weren't related at all. And she's allowed to marry. I'm considered a different Mishbacha, so I'm allowed to marry her. There's no problem whatsoever. However, um, if, if uh, two brothers of the same man went and did the brothers of the other one cannot do Yibam. Because they're, again, they're not helped. Still, even in such a case, this seems to be the biggest Chiddush, we allow the marriage to last. Okay, fascinating, fascinating cases. Let's get into the Gemara. Says the Gemara Azai. Shma We see from our Mishnah, Kedusha Sheimesur and Habe Kedushan. A marriage that's not Masur for Bia, that's not possible for Bia, is still considered a valid Kedushan. Okay? Why? Because, look at, look at the case. You have a Shliach. You have a messenger who's carrying out the marriage. Okay, and let's say Lafi Rashi. Let's go like this. Let's say Lafi Rashi. Ready? We're going to view it. Rashi takes makes it easier by viewing it from the women's vantage point. See, here's what happens: a man can make a shliach to marry him to a woman. A woman can make a shliach to accept kedushin as well. So you have two sisters who send a messenger, we're going to take their eyes now, their viewpoint, they're going to send a messenger to accept Kedushin. Okay. And somebody walks over to the Shliach, and he says, here's a ring, and by giving you the ring, one of them is married to me. You get it? One man... Walks over to a messenger of two women. They had both appointed him to accept a marriage. See, he's authorized. But a man walks over and says, I'm marrying one of them. It's a valid marriage. Now let me ask you a question. Are you allowed to have B.O. with either of them? No. You don't know who you're married to. You don't know which one's a B.O. and which one's a Znus. Right? Now, not only that. They're sisters. So you don't know which one's a B.O. and which one is a Znus called your wife's sister. And still we say 
even though there's no way you're ever allowed to have Bia, we still say it's a valid marriage. And if they die, if he dies, you got to go through this whole process. So Gemara's just saying, you do see, making a point, Ha'ara. It's a thought. You do see from this Mishnah, even when you have a marriage that's not capable of culminating in intercourse, it's still a valid marriage. Okay. Says Gemara, no. Maybe the case of our Mishnah is Maybe at the time of marriage You knew exactly who you were marrying And then afterwards they, uh, we, we got mixed up Afterwards something came up And for whatever reason we got confused So how does this answer At the time you married Were you capable of having Bia Yeah, that's why it's valid Those you have no proof That Kedushin that's not Moshe Bia Is not valid because maybe at the time you knew it was Moser Labia, but before you had a chance, there was a confusion that, uh, that cropped up. The Konami, and you could infer that that's taka what happened as well. Why the Ktani, the Eino Yodea. You know what Eino Yodea means? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Velo Ktani, the Eino Yodua. It doesn't say that it was never known. Which means at some point it was known, but now he doesn't know. Hence, the Gemara is just pointing out at the outset don't try to use our Mishnah as a proof that a marriage that's not Moshe Labia is not a marriage. Don't try to use it as a, as a raya. Beautiful. Okay, Shema okay. Mina. Have a good raya from here. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Michael Mashmalan. Okay. Now, what is the Chiddush of the Mishnah? What's the Chiddush? Why? If I were to ask you, and you were to ask me, you have somebody who gave money to a messenger who's acting on behalf of two women. And the messenger accepts it. At the time you knew who it was and then it got mixed up. Okay? So what do we say? You got to give a get to both. I'm sorry. I spoke too fast. I'm asking you, what do you do? I just gave it away. But, right? If I were to ask you, two sisters appoint one messenger and a guy walks over to the messenger and he gives the money and he's married and now we don't know which sister he's married to. What would you tell me? Of course you got to give a get to both. Give the get to one in case she's your wife. In case she's your wife. Right? So you got to give a get because she might also be your wife's sister. And you give a get to the other one because, yes, yeah, she might be your wife, but she might be your wife's sister. So you can't have beer. So you got to get divorced. What's the Chiddush, asked the Gemara. says, Gemara, Seifa Tshrichli. The Chiddush coming from the Seifa of the following case. This was the middle case of the Mishnah. If the guy dies after the confusion and he's got one brother, that brother does Chalitza on both. Let's say there's two brothers, one could do you, one do Chalitza. The Chiddush of the Seifa is, of the middle case, is that first one brother needs to do Chalitza before the other one does Yibam. Aval, but let's say Yavume Beresha Loi. Let's say one brother does Yibum before the other one does Chalitza. It's not valid. It's not valid anymore. Because it might be the wrong, it might be the wrong girl, the wrong sister. Now you might uh, have been Pagaya with the sister of, of, of somebody who's Zokuk to you. So therefore, to explain, to get us to the Chiddush of the Seifa, we mentioned the Resha in that way. But Eina Chanami, the Resha, telling me you need a get. Uh, you need to get first. Eh? That's not really the ultimate chiddush. The chiddush really comes uh, comes later. Okay, Gavaldik. Two dots. If 
the Mishnah said, if two fellows, they're not brothers, marry sisters. Let's learn out from here that a marriage is not given over to Bia is not a marriage again. Because can either one live with one of the sisters? No, because maybe she's your wife's sister. Each one might be your wife's sister. And still we say it's a valid marriage. So you see that Kedushin, that's not Masur for Bia, is still a valid marriage. Says Gemara, no, maybe again, at the time they got married, each one knew who they were marrying, so it was a valid marriage. And the confusion happens later, and you could infer from the words, it says he doesn't know now, doesn't say it was never known, you see the confusion happened later, and at the time of the marriage, it was Masur for Bia, and therefore you have no proof. So what's the Chiddush that each one needs to give a get? The Seifa, What's the seifa? The end part of this case says mesu. If they die, one is one brother, one is two brothers. The one brother should do chalitza on both, because one again might be the yibum, but she also might be aches kukasei. She might also be the sister of the lady who's akuk to you. and the one with two brothers, one could do chalitza and one could do yibum. Pshita hainu it's the same Kiddush as the Reisha. Except it's, instead of having one fellow, there's two fellows. But Lamaisa, it's the same thing. It's telling me that the Chalitza has to come before the Yibam, boom. Okay, why well, do you think it's any different? I would say make a Gzera when you have two brothers who die because of the case of the one brother who dies. That What do we say by the one brother who dies? There's an Isser to do Yibam. So I would say over here also, just across the board, um, uh, um, uh, across the board, we should answer it. Therefore, the Mishnah lets us know we're not concerned about making a decree on two because of one. And even when you have one brother instead of two, so what we say is the one brother should do chalitza on both, and then the two brothers, one does yibum and one does chalitza. And also, the chalitza has to happen before the yibum. When you have two brothers, same chiddush, but you cannot have the yibum first. because it's going to be like your paga. You're encountering a yavama in the marketplace. What does it mean you're encountering a yavama in the marketplace? It means you're ushering her up to everybody else by doing yibum. You're now going to uh, lead to a possible iser of of. Um, Leaving a woman who's really a vama to marry any other Jew, which we that we can't risk. Okay, we can't risk it. Again, why? Let's clarify. If yibum was done before the chalitza was done, so now she may not be your yavama, really, right? She may not be yavama. She might be a random lady. She might be married to the other guy. She's not your yavama. So it's going to come out. If she's not your Yavama, but Chalitza wasn't done yet on her, you're taking somebody who's Zokok to another man and, and marrying a Yavama. You can't do that. She, again, she's not related to you. A regular Yavama cannot marry in the marketplace a random dude. You're a random dude. So what you got to do is get the Chalitza, uh, get, the, get all that out of the way. And now there's only one option. Either she's your Yavama or she's nobody's Yavama. Hence, hence uh, the order of Chalitza and then Yibam. Period, two dots. Next part of the Gemara. The last case. If each of these men had two brothers, 
Hasu Lamali Hainu Hach. Says the Gemara, in what way is case number three adding any chidushim to case number two? Because the Maisa, either way, we said, oh, you take the two brothers, one does Chalitza, one does Yibam, says Gemara, no. Mahu, the Tema Ligzar, I would say, make a Gzera, Doma Miavim Belei Chalitza. If we're going to allow um, uh, Yibam over here, maybe people are going to come to do Yibam without doing the Chalitza first. Okay? So Kamash Malan. Therefore, lets us know that we're not concerned about that mistake that people might make. Rather, all we need is each man had two brothers. One of the brothers of each set should do their chalitza, and then the other one again do yibum because either she's your yavama or she's a random woman. And you're not taking a Yavama from the marketplace. How's our mission different than a different than a mission elsewhere which says four brothers? Okay, now we quoted this Mishnah, but this is again the, going to be the beginning of the of the. Um, the this is a, a Mishnah, the fourth parak of uh, of our Masechta of of Yavamas. Is two four brothers. Two out of the four brothers are married two sisters. So. The two, bro- two brothers are, are the two brothers who were married to the two sisters died. So now there's two other brothers remaining, and these two women are falling to them, and they're falling to them as sisters. What did we say? You cannot do yibum on either one. Why? Because she might be the sister of the lady who, you're, who uh, you have a zika with. Remember that. They're both falling to you with the Zika. So she's the sister of your Zika. So how is this any different? In our case, over there, we say do chalitza on both. In our case, again, you got these men. They're dying. right? They, 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 uh, they pass away. Maybe these two women are, um, ha- have the same issue. Okay? Our Mishnah is saying if you have brothers who marry, so th- there's no obligation to divorce them once you marry them. Why not? They might be totally usher to you. Says the Gemara, relax. One second. Don't compare the case of our Ba Achen to the case over here. And we're going to end with making an Afkamina. We'll hold it here. Says the Gemara, Haki Hashta, what do you want to do? What's your goal? Top of tomorrow's daf. Hasab, over there. Meaning, in the other Mishnah of our Ba Achen, Ilamanda Amar Yesh Zika, Yesh Zika. Gurum the Amar says there's Zika, so we say there's Zika, and therefore they're both totally Asher. Ilamanda Amar Asher Levato Mitzas Yavamim. Even according to other opinion, who holds that you're not letting me vato the mitzvah yibum, also vato mitzvah yibum. So there, there's no reason whatsoever to excuse a marriage and to allow it to go through. But hacha, in our case, listen closely, ready? Two men marry two sisters. They don't know which one they're married to. But we know clearly one woman is married to one man. That's for sure. One woman is married to one man. We just don't know who. So kol chad v'chad, each surviving, well, each widow or each brother, Amor can say, Didei kamisramile. I would say, listen, you know, once you marry, you at least have an excuse to say, no, the zika is with the other guy. It's not with me. There's not an automatic zika to both of them. When you have a case of an automatic zika to both of them, we know there's truly a zika, so you got to say, no, 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 you got to get rid of them. But over here, where there may not even be a Zika, because this lady may not, I could say, she's from the other guy, not my brother. And the other guy could say, no, she's from the other guy. And each one has an excuse, hence, after the fact, ex post facto, 
we're going to say, you know, you weren't supposed to marry, but once you marry, you can hold on to that marriage. All right, we'll hold it here for today. We're at the two dots on Chavdalad Amad Aleph. And Bezim, tomorrow we will pick up uh, four lines from the top. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.